guy. My guy. What's up, man? How's it going? Let me show you how we do it in Nigeria style. Uh -huh. Hold up. Don't be. No, no, you're too tense. Huh? Relax, man. You're. Hey, hey. Ah. All of this finger tension. What do you got from living in London, man? It's tension. Man, I've been in Malaga for the last two weeks, though. No tension here. You don't, yeah, yeah, that's true. No tension. So, guy, vlog number four. Vlog number four. Been a while. Been a while. I, you don't need to get into that. <laughs> you don't need to get into it's been a while. Been a while. Two brown boys, guys. Malaga style. Malaga style. Live so, and direct. You know, this is, this is the way it's going to be for the future. Uh, what? Eh? What do you mean? Well, you know, ultimately in the future. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot between here and there. Yes, nine months or something like that. So yeah. we'll deal with that. Uh, how you been? Man, working hard man. Mm. Working hard. On <sighs> on deck sender, on co-founder relations, on family relationships. What co-founder relations? I, I have co-founders man. You have one co-founder from, to my knowledge. No, I have two co-founders. You're my co-founder. Doug, Doug, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Doug. Right? Well, actually, really, I'm talking about co-founder relation. Uh, because, you know. We may need to say that offline. We need to take it offline, really. Yeah, but, yeah. you know. Which, you know, which kind of flows into the thing I want to talk to today, which is where the buck stops. Go for it, man. Let's, <laughs> let's hear what you have to say. I get it. No, but what have you been up to? Man, I've been... I've been doing a lot of stuff just to try and get Emerge One kind of ramping up to somewhere where it's a sustainable business with less kind of, you know, less kind of need for me to be in, in, in the mix. Um, and then hounding you for deploying Help Build, I think, is probably been the other major activity I've, I've been doing. But I think we've got some exciting news there, no? Yeah, so hounding, hounding you about, you know, Help Build, I think we, we started breaking ground on at least a little bit of what Continuum might look like. Yeah, I think it's still a way to go there, but um, so yeah, no, just been just been enjoying the flow, right? And then the last couple of weeks been camped out here in Malaga, spending some beautiful, beautiful family time with you, uh, your Mrs. Sutton and Messrs. Sutton and Sutton, your young boys. I just started accomplishing that. Yeah, Sutton, Sutton, Sutton and Sutton. Sutton, Sutton, Sutton and Sutton. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, it's company. a great name. It's a good name. It's a good it's, name. It's, 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 it sounds like it has character. You know what I mean? Right. Or something to the power four. I don't know that. Yeah. No, so no, so you know, life is life has been good, and I think you know, within all the interactions, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's in person, whether it's with other people, the two brown boys element still you know comes up every, I say at least every day, at least once. Man, it's a it's a lifestyle. It is. It's a lifestyle. It's it's about being right. Man, it's ever present. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like sometimes it's almost like it's almost like. I have a conventional view of something. Mm. Then I have a two big, two brown boy, a brown boy view of something, mm. right? And that's how it, that's they interact. They interact. They do. I mean, yeah. look, and especially and it's an exciting time to be alive. I and mean, we've got some of the. No, I don't know about that. Well, no, it is. It's exciting. It doesn't mean it's a good time to be alive. It's an exciting time. To being be alive. white in the fifties was a great time to be alive. Absolutely, absolutely. But being alive today and seeing. You know some of the stuff playing out around the world and you know closer to home in the uk interesting times looking forward to seeing how that works for 
fool you guys and stay in the UK down the track. Uh, you see, you see what he's doing. Yeah, see what you see what he's doing. Yeah. He hasn't moved. Hey, he yet. hasn't moved yet. He hasn't moved yet. It's all talk. Yeah. Hey. It's all talk. I mean, I mean, talk might follow action, but you know, for action might follow talk. But action is action is forthcoming. Right here, we are still in the talking zone. No, but action is forthcoming. Because the plan was never, well, the plan was never to be moving out here until uh, twenty twenty anyway. Um, so, um, so no, but you wanted to talk about the buck. What is the buck? Yeah, no. So why does it stop here? Oh man, I've been I've been stalked by this realization over the last i don't know 10 years but it, but it doesn't doesn't really play until there's a there's a, there's a an event happens right you think this shit is real right so i'll give you an example so um you know we're going through on uh, on on wiseworks where i've got this platform that all the other apps get built on and basically i'm going from one server acting as one thing, which is very high risk, mm. to four servers acting as a cluster, and so on, right? And it's 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 hard enough when you're doing it fresh without anything dependent on it. Just to pause you for a second yeah. for the non-tech conversational people. It's servers, there. dude. It's just servers. That's what it is. <laughs> it's computing power. It's computing power. It's computing right? power. Okay. So, yeah. so you know. Um, from where I'm sitting, as the, as the, as the tech person in this thing, it's it's hugely exciting and it's also hugely important, mm. right? Uh, especially when you have other you have services that don't go on it and they have to be they just have to carry on working, right? Right. So, long story short, as the person who's fully vested in both the, that platform and. The things that get built on it, yeah. Just a huge amount of responsibility. As opposed to, as an example, deploying on AWS, AWS or DigitalOcean or yeah, whatever, mean, where ultimately you only have you, you only have control over one side of that, right? Well, I mean, that's what you pay the money for, right? Yeah. That they that they have the control. So to kind of juxtapose this conflict is 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 cost, because um, last time I played with with AWS. I went from something that cost me fifteen dollars a month mm -hmm. to over two hundred a month mm -hmm. for no, not much more, not much more gain, right? So this time around, I need to be kind of careful about it, and the technologies have matured and all that. Anyway, long story. The point is, um, I have to get that done, and I don't have enough time and current knowledge to do it quickly. Mm -hmm. So I go out and hire for it, right? And again, there's there's budget constraints on, on you know who you hire and how how long you hire them for and everything. But you know, you hire these people and what happens is if they come back and they say if they come back and say, I, I can I, I understand what you're trying to do, I can get it done and it'll be done by the weekend. Come by the weekend and it's not done. They get to go home. Right? They get to go, yeah I tried it didn't work yeah, no biggie. Right? <laughs> I don't get to do that. There's no investment. There's no ownership on this. Yeah, you know, it's 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 not like it's not like planning a picnic. Well, mm. oh well, if it if it rains, we won't have it. it this thing has to happen, mm. and, and and there's no one else in the frame except me. I mean, there's Doug and, and there's you, but you guys are actually kind of slightly outside that because yeah, because you're essentially customers of that platform, right? And so, and, and 
we have de- we have absolutely devolved our authority or our no shit whatever control <laughs> whatever you want to call it to the expert right which is you well so so this this brings me to this thing around where the buck stops right and you know i think i think the buck of responsibility is just ever present with founders mm. you just can't get away from it mm. you know you don't you don't get to go to the get to the weekend and go yeah didn't happen this week um, really super important thing um, not a big deal it, you know it didn't happen and so all's well it is not well you take yeah. it into the weekend and you take it into Monday and you basically keep at it until it's done because it has to get done right um, you know, and I look at that, it, it, it really brings it home. When I think of founders who, who end up doing well, build a, a very profitable company and sell it and make a shitload of money, you know, I look at them and I go, actually, you deserve that. You know, how many, how many times have you had to be the person who, was, who had to be there till four o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I mean, always, like as, as, as any entrepreneur, right? And I think we, we, talk, we talked about this in terms of like equity, right? I yeah. think at one stage, right? But <clears throat> there is a difference between being a founder and an employee. Mm. There is a difference between being an employee and a consultant. There's yeah. a difference between being a founder and a consultant. There's a difference between being a founder uh, and a consultant who takes ownership, right? Um, and I think, you know, the, what, what you're getting to is, I think I posted something a few months back on, on LinkedIn about micromanagement, right? Mm. And it was taken slightly the wrong way because micromanagement is this pretty negative term, right? Yeah. But it's, it's not about micromanagement necessarily. It's about the fact that as, a, as, as either a founder or the owner or the, you know, or the principal leader of that business, if you're not all over everything that's happening, then things won't get done. And... You can rely on other people to get them done, and you should rely on yeah. other people. But you, that doesn't stop you as the owner yeah. of that of that function, that business, whatever it might be. But yeah. it, as the owner of making sure it gets done, right? Right, 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 right. So you know, it's, it's I I kind of visualize it like you know I visualize it like every everything that goes through the system to be built or to be done has to come with a little card that. This isn't just a thing, mm. right? It comes with, it comes with uh, care. Mm. From, you know, somebody cares about this thing, so you're almost you're almost given a little piece of your soul with each thing that goes through the system, mm. right? And and you, whilst you're not going standing over people's shoulders and going, hmm, you should have put, put that X instead of a Y, you know, that which is in my opinion yeah, that's a market management thing, yeah. right? You should be asking. Um, well, you said it was going to be done. Where, where is it, right? Or how's it going? Or well, you at the very issue? least, what's stopping it from happening? Right. Enough? So all of those kind of questions, right? So, um, you know, I remember, I remember working for as a consultant with a with a large UK travel company, Tui, <laughs> and um, um, bless you. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. And um, we had this, we had this project that was failing. By the time I got there, we did basically spent about £400,000 on it in team costs and other things. And no one from nowhere really came down to say, where is it? Mm. Right? 
or what's going on or how can we help with it whether whether maybe actually in hindsight whether the management had somehow of that group had somehow deflected the people who spend the money right from coming to Arsenal and I don't know but you know it, it just seems to me that actually the buck didn't stop anywhere. It was kind of a dynamic, dynamic yeah, which, which is always a problem in larger but, operations, right? In large organizations, rather. I mean, you know, th there is this kind of cover your ass mentality to an extent at lower levels, and then there is like just too much abstraction from what's going on in the ground yeah. at the higher levels, and, and the decision making therefore has to go through so many different channels that you get into a China, Chinese whisper situation where you know all you need to do is twist this bolt yeah. to make things work. Yeah. By the time that gets up to the chain, it's up, up the chain. It's 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 expa you know it's exploded and compounded and become something completely different. Right? Mm, 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 mm. But you see, you know, that 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 obviously the internals all add complexity to it. But I'm a very I'm a very very simple brains, right? Basically, in that example, four hundred thousand pounds went out of the business. Yeah, sure. And I know lots of people will go well. 100 million came in, so it's nothing. But actually, it is. Uh, money is money. 400,000 pounds is a lot of money. And 400,000 pounds is a lot of money, when it, especially when it's not generating the, the value it's supposed to generate. Which brings me to another thing. I was reading the other day that BlackRock, largest hedge fund, which I didn't know about, was like 4.6 trillion under management, right? It has lost 90 billion of it investing in fossil fuels mm. and the piece wasn't so much about the loss it was about the lack of leadership that a, a fund a fund that's basically the size of I can't remember which countries they said a couple of a few countries combined right well <laughs> actually a lot of countries combined right wasn't taking the leadership in divestment from from fossil fuels right that was what the piece was about but I was like 90 billion 90 billion right and the people at the top of this fund are saying they said a couple of things the first was well it's only 90 billion mm. right which really pissed me off yeah context you know it really pissed me off bearing in mind the entire uh, euro crisis with greece and spain that's actually about just shy of 90 million bailout for both of them right billion. 90 billion bailout for both of them so to lose 90 billion out of a fund, essentially on poor investment decisions, and just say just 90 billion, considering we got 4.9 trillion, just smacks a huge amount of arrogance, which again comes back to this box stops here thing, mm. right? Because the second thing the guy said was, was um, um, we don't make the decisions ourselves. What we do is we invest in these we, we invest in these other funds. And we trust them to make the decision, which really is the biggest fucking cop out, right? Yeah. Because if those if those investors went to if those investment houses went to invest in slavery, for example, something that's clearly 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 accepted wrong, you know, it's it's almost like it's implausible deniability. Yeah. No. It's you know. it's, it's it's outsourcing accountability, and you can't attempting to, and you can't. Really. You can't do that. You know. It is. It was uh, BlackRock, right? It's, it's the company. Also. It's just. I mean, I didn't even know about. That. I didn't even know they were that big. Incidentally, they are users of amazing. Uh, That's an interesting. That's an interesting, interesting thing. Interesting. Maybe they should use it more. Maybe they should use it more. Because if they use it more, they'd have those conversations. Well, and they wouldn't have made those. I'll tell you what. In fact, this is probably beginning to. You know.
maybe by the time I up upgrade it and there's the AI in there, the AI will go out and look at what's going on, look at the meeting that they're talking about fossil fuel stuff. And they'll come back yeah, I, I doubt they'll you guys need to. I doubt they'll let your AI listen in, but anyway. Yeah. He's already listening in. Yeah. But, um, you know, it might seem. <laughs> you just lost like <laughs> at least one customer. No, it's, not listen, it's not listening in no, in I a sense. Know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's whatever they call it. It's written down. So, you know, but wouldn't that be cool though, right? Where you have an AI that's, that's tr not tracking, but is, is essentially this thing is listening to your conversation, right? Just prompting you to think, are you sure about that? Are you that? really sure about that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not so much a... Well, it's a mirror, right? It's, it, it's like a coach or a mentor or a mirror or whatever that's just well, saying, yeah. you know, look, have you thought through that decision? So why do we have that? Why do we have... Um, you mentioned, you mentioned fossil fuels. Would you like to buy a, buy, a, buy a pair of jeans made by fossil? You know, why do we have that? Why do we have that instead of... Because <laughs> that's easier. It's easier. It's easier. And, 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 and short-term money. And people don't like being challenged, right? I mean, like, ultimately, as many, you know, you've been a coach, I've been a mentor, like, you know, the recipients of those, that, that dialogue and that, that service have to be open to receiving those sort of challenges, right, to their authority, where you're basically saying, you know, hold up, wait a second. Maybe we should build that. Maybe we should build Challenger AI. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. So which, which, where is that on the list? Number four. Number four. Yeah. Team. No, for <laughs> women. Well, yeah, maybe. That's right. So no, so coming back to your buck stops here, because I think that's, I think it's an interesting thread to pull through, right? Um, you know, having worked with a number of early stage businesses, you know, I see, I see various kind of uh, various positions on that spectrum of, you know, founders being all over the stuff that's happening versus founders just assuming that stuff is going to happen. And I'm going to be honest, as a, as you know, someone who's managed people in the past, I tend to go uh, as a manager, I would tend to go by the higher grade people and leave them to get stuff done. Yeah. And you know. Um, Often that would be the case every now and again, you have to pick them up, right? But as someone who's you know, trying to drive some businesses now myself, um, I can't afford to do that for no, sure. No, no. I, but, but I have to balance that with my natural temperament, right? Which is not to be aggress aggressively, you know, over overburdened, right? Overburdening on, on these individuals to mm. say, well, why am you on this, why am you on that? Uh, but but actually to use that dialogue of, okay, so we're here with this client, why are we here with this client? What, you know, is there an issue that we need to resolve or is there something I can step in to do or is there something else, right? Um, and, and the other thing with the buck stopping here, I think it's about, to, you know, you touched on this, it's about time, right? Um, you know, I've been involved in due diligence processes where you've got timeframes that are like a week, two weeks, yeah. three weeks, right? Uh, from, from receiving the request. now. You don't provide that, you know. You don't provide that information in a timely basis. You're jeopardizing your chance of, say, an investment or a deal going through, or a, you know, a client or a corporate client coming on board, right? So the buck has to stop with, I think, two people or you know, two two kind of groups of people. The guys delivering the information, they absolutely have to be accountable for that. But the guys who ultimately are securing or negotiating that deal, right, which yeah. is often in an early stage or a venture, mm. is going to be the founders, right? Um, and if the founders devolve their authority to the other guy, then they're going to have to assume that 
well, they're going to have to take responsibility for the fact that if they're not following up, they may not get the result that they're I think it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting thing because, because um, wherever you have changed responsibilities, right? one thing depending on, on another thing, multiple people delivering things, right? It, which is pretty much which everything. Is, which is pretty much everything, yeah. right? Um, it's, it gets complicated, right? Because when I think of the box stops here, I'm... I'm you know, we can say we can say things like responsibility and accountability. I'm basically saying who's living the goddamn consequences. Consequences, yeah. No, right? that's, uh, that's I mean, I think that's, that's basically it. And I, I think if we if you look at any organization today, big, small, whatever, and say who's living with the consequences, the answer to that should shape things. I don't know how it should shape it, but it should certainly shape. It. Well, it it does because I'll, I'll tell you why. Right. So think about like a you know, a standard startup organizational structure where you have a C-suite, which is typically CEO, COO, CFO, maybe CMO, maybe CEO, right? But certainly in terms of kind of decision-making, it's probably with CEO, COO, uh, CFO that, that drive a lot of the decisions, right? Now, let's say with CEO, COO, CMO, right, chief marketing officer, your decision structure is gonna be different, right? And what drives that decision to be different, right? So I think it absolutely shapes, you know, the decisions and, 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 and what sort of decisions are made, the quality of decisions are made, and on what basis they're made, right? Yeah. So um, I think, you know, it's about, it's about being very clear about who, who has that ownership and, and where the buck stops and who is going to face the consequences, right? Because if the, if the CFO, you know, makes a decision to deploy resources here rather than here, yeah. He's got to live, or he or she has got to live with that, that consequence, right? If the CMO... But do they, though? Yeah, they do. But, like, in what way? Like, you know... In their ability to operate as a CFO. Yeah, but, see, there's consequences, there's consequences, right? Sure, no, but, the, I mean, okay, fine. The consequences, if they're not a founder... They still get paid, right? Well, get... possibly, possibly not, right? Possibly not. I mean, like, if I... i, I got to be honest, if one of my clients... You know, if, if, if I'm delivering services to a client as an FD or a CFO, and I don't deliver the services to the client that they're expecting from yeah. a CFO or an FD, I, I would expect not to be working as an FD or a CFO with that, with that client yeah, anymore. Right? Right? I mean, I think it's, I think, I think See, yeah, has to stop. And yeah. at that level, you know, you can excuse, in, you can often excuse incompetence in junior people. I mean, I'm not saying you should, and I actually would argue that you shouldn't because yeah. they need to learn the lessons. Uh, but if you're excusing competence in your senior people, then yeah. you know, then you have no right needing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? No, it's 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 interesting because you know I'm dealing with these. I'm dealing with my developers now. We're about to, uh, you know, I'm taking this this idea of the box stops here. With me, with me being the one, so far the only one really, who is who suffers the consequences, if you like, of of uh, tech stuff not getting delivered or whatever and that's a that's a huge single point of failure for me sure and so you know i'm going through this thing now where once this platform is done the next the, the next mission is to is to create empowerment it's not even to create it to just let it go and say everything you know we have a process where we, we start before something starts being built we look at it and go how we're going to build it then it's built 
and then when they think it's built, they'll demo it and if it's good, that in that developer gets to press the button to put it out there, which takes a, takes a whole bunch of pressure off me, right? But both from a point of view of uh, my own bandwidth, because you know if I've got three developers now queuing up done stuff for me, and I've got all these other stuff to do, it, 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 you know, it gets queued up to get released, which yeah. has a, a, a follow-on effect with the, with, the, with the platform, with the apps that we're building. So, so if each developer gets to push the button and makes that live, then they, there is, there is a, a, a gap crossing for them. Yeah, because no longer they're relying on someone else to say it's okay. Right. Right, they're gonna push it out and say it's okay themselves. And I'm taking this because it's, it's their name on the yeah. it's their name on the click. Yeah. Right. So it, so is that something I'm am cu currently thinking about now? You know, not just not just realizing that you know I've got lots of bucks that stop with me, but also I need to make you're gonna give other people a buck a buck, right? Yeah. And then help them make that move to realizing how to deal with it. So I mean, you know, again, as I said earlier, we approach this when you know when we're talking about this. Um, you know, a few days ago, we were talking about it in terms of uh, equity ownership and options, right, for, for employees and early stage businesses. And I look at it from the perspective of family businesses, which I've worked in, corporates, which I've worked in, you know, for, for a brief period of time, um, and uh, early stage ventures, which of course I've been working with for, for a number of years now, right? And, you know, in a family business, the buck always stops with a family member, irrespective of their level of seniority in the business, right? Right. Uh, because, because they are an owner of the business. Now, it doesn't matter at what level of the business they're at. If you're a, if you're a family member that under-delivers or over-delivers, sorry, under-delivers, then, you, you know, you should take the consequences of that because ultimately you have influence, right? You're able, and it comes back to influence, right? Because you're able to go back to maybe the senior family members or the owners, the shareholders, and say, look, I think X, Y, and Z is not going in the right direction or should be done in a different way. Well, I think we're doing the right thing here. Why don't we replicate? As opposed to saying, well, I'm just a manager in the, the, the organization. I'm yeah. going to let it go, right? And, and so in a family enterprise, you know, I'm very clear. The buck stops, you know, the, the mere fact that you have family ties to that enterprise means mm -hmm. the buck has to stop in some part with you, right? In a, in a corporate, as we just described, right, the problem is that there are multiple bucks, bucks stopping with multiple people, but there isn't necessarily like a tie through for those, right? right? So, so the CFO doesn't necessarily have all of his bucks cascading down to the lowly accounts receivable clerk who's like chasing off the payment, you know, and, and one is measured on one thing, the other is measured on another, and you know, is yeah. that communication happening? And, and then the third, uh, you know, scenario of, of, of venture, you know, I, I can speak for the UK. I think there's still, you know, employees from what I've seen in early stage businesses often don't really have a very clear view of what equity ownership is and why it is valuable. I think that's definitely a learning curve. Uh, and even when they do understand that, because it is options and because it isn't pure equity, right. it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they feel that the buck does stop them. Okay, if they're in senior yeah, positions, maybe it to, does. To what extent is, I mean, I, I know I know the textbook, the textbook definition of equity or the expectation, textbook expectation of equity is, a, you know, is a stake in the business you're an owner of. But how does that really translate? No, it doesn't. I mean, this is my point, right? Unless you are, so unless you are, passionately and intricately bought into the venture yeah that equity stake yeah 
is like a it's it's a future bonus which I don't think I'm ever gonna get or know whether I'm ever gonna get rather right my my and, and look remember people are driven by different things right so equity compensation isn't what everyone wants like you know sure. people who have to pay the bills today have to pay the bills today they want cash in their pockets yeah not future cash potentially yeah. in someone you know in their pockets uh, down the track so I, I, I think where equity comp where you know that equity compensation is likely to be working is where, where you are where you are paying proven and uh, quality talent well on the market rates with equity compensation then you know that that equity compensation is probably aligned because what they're doing is they're taking a cut in their you know in their in their in their um, uh, in their take-home salary on the basis that they know that there is significant future upside where you see someone wanting or commanding market rates plus equity the equity is just a bonus for them yeah i mean this is this is a very timely conversation because you know as you know i have a lot of conversations with Doug, but he's He's got his own thing going on. With, with you may want to explain to our viewers who Doug is. Doug is Doug. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he wears a pink bandana. He wears a pink bandana. He's Doug Scott. He owns a, comp uh, a few companies doing stuff. And he's, he's kind of a mentor around in, uh, investor investment and being an investor himself. He's also also effectively co-founder, founder of uh, Dexanus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he's, he's, he's basically... He's, <laughs> co-founder is the founder of Dexter and his co-founder and um, so we have these conversations and you know I exp I, I've said to him that basically he, he I'm in a tunnel or I'm on a traje trajectory of sorts and he's on a similar in our trajectory but further along and so and his, his good what he's what he's doing um, which I'm very grateful for is is guiding me through that trajectory so you know, he's at a point where he's, they, they, you know, they think, they, they, he's at a point where he's already answered these things. He's hired a bunch of very smart... He's answered them several times, right? Several times, right? Yeah. So, you know, and one of the things he always says to me is, get good people and just pay them a shitload of money. Yeah. Right? So, um... Because most people, that's what they'll respond to. Right. Yeah. Now, now, um... Having been thinking about this box stopping here thing previously previous to any of this kind of thinking around well how do you pay people and how much do you pay them and all that and you know equity versus e equity kind of shows ownership and all that that's that was my conventional thinking it doesn't well it really doesn't. no it doesn't and, and but i've kind of almost switched over to the other end now and i'm like actually you know what there's months where i don't take i don't take pay right and if i have to if i have to sacrifice my pay because i have to make up develop a cost I, I enjoy I do that um, and it's almost expected that the founder do that so so absolutely right. it's right but, and, and, and just, no, no, just let me just finish yeah. on this line right? which is and, and so I take all this sacrifice to make sure they the, the people who supply me with whatever whether it's talent yeah. or labor or whatever right that they're looked after that they're looked after and and so if I get if I get to an exit event they've earned it you know what I mean? They haven't. They haven't done. Any they, no, not that they've earned the exit event. They've already. No, no, no. Earned, they've earned they've, the time. They've, 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 earned, they've exactly. Yeah. They've, been, they've been fairly compensated. Right. So, so I used to always think that the number one thing I would do once once I had something stable would be come up with you know share options for for the people to work with because they're my partners, and and I still hold 
dearly to the idea of partnership. But it's not everyone, it's some people. Well, then the, qu the question is then, the question is then I need to be better at choosing my partners, right? So, and I don't mean partners like you and me partners, I mean like, if, if I can't deliver my stuff because, of, because I need a janitor to do their job, then that janitor is, is a partner because I'm dependent on them doing their thing, right? If there's someone who, who's the output of their labor is not critical to what I need to deliver, then they're not a partner to the business. No, so, so, I mean. so, so I know I get that, right? But you know, I'll give you the example of one of my clients. You know, when I talk to them about options and, and participation in their business, uh, you know, the response to me was, no, options are to be given to employees that I can pay uh, below market rates and get to work seven days a week you know, 15 hours a day or whatever that, you know, whatever right. that is, right? And, and I, right? now that's not to say that I wouldn't do the same thing even as a non-employee. And mm. in fact, you know, I, I, you know I, I certainly, you know, when I'm working for a client will, will pitch lower than what I know the market demands because my expectation is there'll be compensation in, in equity. And in fact, why, for me, you know, I, I often say why work in early stage ventures if there's no equity participation? Because actually what you're working in is a very uncertain environment with likelihood of strapped cash and, and you know, potential for having to, to, to carry a lot of debt uh, because clients or your employer can't necessarily pay you, right? So I think, to me, it's, you know, to me, equity is not a given, right? So an option is not something, options or equity is not something you give just because you're a startup and just because someone is working for you. I think you balance it with their attitude yeah. to what it is, right? Now, if you've got a guy, or, a, or you know, if you've got someone who's in your, let's say, an amaze meet, right, who is, I don't know, delivering, you know, you're paying him a daily rate of 200 quid a day, whatever that number is, as a developer, which is on the market rate already, right? So, you know, UK, UK is closer to 500, Eastern Europe is closer to 300, uh, whatever those numbers may look like. But this guy or this lady is delivering you, you know, 12 hours a day, on point, getting out what you need, delivering ahead of time, deploying I, I, I think, on time. I then think, you may consider giving them options. It doesn't necessarily mean that the first conversation has to be, yeah, no, I, I, here's your thing. I, I agree, and, I, and I, I think this is probably why sort of institutionalized, institutionalized employee share options things muddies the waters for sure. Because that's been, that's been my exposure to it, yeah. right? Um, um, and you know, coming coming back to this thing around how you pick your partners, like I, I think, I think. Can, can I just sorry before yeah. you before you carry on? I think the other thing that people don't necessarily understand, you know. So we talk about the US, the UK EMI, so employment, you know, so so tax efficient options for employees, mm. they lapse when you resign or when you quit or when you're fired, yeah. right? Uh, unless you exercise within 90 days, and that means putting out the cash to buy those, to, to buy, you know, to exercise your options. Now, what, what does that mean? That means that, you know, realistically, most early stage ventures, if they're going to see an exit event, it's going to be 10 years down the track, yeah. or, you know, certainly seven years down the track. It's not going to be day one or day two yeah. or year one or year two, right? Which means that actually, as an employee, you've either going to be in there for the long haul, yeah. or you're not going to see that upside. Yeah. So, actually, as an employee, Unless you're going to be there for the long haul, yeah. then actually 
it really doesn't necessarily make sense sure. to be taking equity compensation. And you as the founder owner, it doesn't make sense for you to be offering them equity compensation. Because ultimately that just well, dilute, that dilutes you. The the the, the, re the reason I think most do it is 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 because you can't you can't afford you can't afford the talent at the rate that it is. Well and so yeah. you know, you're treating it like cash. You are Right. But yeah. as I said earlier, in the UK, most people don't, net, well, many employees, I think, don't necessarily appreciate that. Yeah. And secondly, we're in a low liquidity, we're in a, sorry, let me rephrase, we're in a high liquidity uh, situation at the moment, but we're not seeing that liquidity, that liquidity translate yeah, yeah. Uh, into exits, right? So it means that, you know, companies are staying private longer, which means, <laughs> you know, and even when they list, they do a secondary offering as Innocent Meats just did, right? So, They've listed, they've done an IPO, and they're doing a secondary op uh, offering to, to clean out some of their shareholders, right? which, is, which is crazy. Um, you know, or you look at TransferWise, which have not listed, have not taken fresh capital, but basically have done a massive secondary offering, uh, you know, fairly substantial number of years in to, to clean out some of those earlier, mm. earlier stakeholders, right? And unless you can do that, then those options actually ultimately become also meaningless, right? Because they're only meaningful at some form of liquidity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think the you know the, the, the issue being that for most people, we're brought up with we have been brought up up until recently with this expectation of career. You know, you, you stick out your career for a number of years. Mm -hmm. I have members of my family who've been in the same in the same company, if not the same role, but in, in the same company for you know kicking on for 20 years, yeah. right? And they don't need equity compensation because it, it effectively, it's a, yeah. job, it's a job for life. It's right? a job for life and they've and they designed their lives around it. Yeah, whereas you're working for an early state venture, you don't necessarily get that option, right? Mm. Uh, or you may not want that because, you know, there are things that you can learn working, working in an early state venture, there's a lot of stuff you won't, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, for me, I think, I think this whole question of ownership is not about, it's not only about equity participation. No, it's a no, state no. of mind. It is a state of mind, and this was what I was gonna, I was, I was gonna say earlier that, you know, I think at least at a, at a, at a, at a, at, a, at an early stage where you know the, the room isn't very crowded, it's the founder and maybe five to seven to twenty other people. Yeah. Right. It's very very easy, I think. To see who is a good partner, sure, and who is, yeah, right. So one of the things that one of the things I do now, and I never negotiate. I'm, I, I mean, I'm I'm an alright negotiator, but I never negotiate people on on rates. Yeah, I only ever hire freelancers. Yeah, and I never negotiate on rates. This is what I'm gonna pay. I just say no. This is what I've got to offer. Can you do it in that? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and if they say yes, that's fine. If they say no, that's okay too, right? Because, um. I mean, it happens two ways. Either I see their advertised rate and I and I go for it and I never negotiate it, or I say this is what I'm going to pay, depending on like a fixed, like a fixed yeah, sure. thing, delivery right? of service. Right. So I never negotiate, and there's a reason why why I don't because I believe that I strongly believe that everyone, everyone in the world who is in work should do so on their own recognizance. Yeah, they've got to own. They've got to right. own what they're. You know, I, I, you know, I know that I know the, the 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 flip side of that is that every single activity is marked up, 
Like we, we see this. We you saw, expect the negotiation. Well, not really. Like what I what I mean is this. So you look at, and this is a funny tangent, but you look at you look at Britain from the nineteen post war nineteen forties late forties to the eighties. Mm. A huge amount was built, mm. right? Um, and even before that, almost all the infrastructure we take for granted was built and fairly affordable. Right? And the reason for that was labor was centralized. Yeah. You know, councils hired, everybody worked for that council. Everybody that provided services to the council worked for the council, the employees of the council, yeah. or the government, or whatever, right? Or the train company, or whatever. And then you had this massive privatization thing where everybody, had, it was like fucking musical chairs. Before there was just one chair, and they all sat on it. Now, they had 50 different chairs. So if you wanted to build a train line, you'd have one main contractor and- Everyone else saying every, Everybody yeah. else, but individually as subcontractors. Yeah. And each person has a, a, a profit marker. Yeah. So now we have a situation where, I think it was, I think it was 11 kilometers of a road, the M42 bypass or the M6 bypass, costs such a huge, like a crazy amount of money. Right? And part of the reason for that is everyone in the chain has is, to take that piece. Is, is a business. But Mike, this is, and you know, I'm conscious that we should probably wrap up, right? But this is a this is another podcast. This is another podcast or vlog because we talked about capitalism, socialism. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, benevolent dictatorship, yeah. like in Singapore, etc. And and this, but this, cap, this, this is this, the outcome of capitalism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. but. But well, this is what I'm saying, that that's the flip side of the thing I quite like. I quite like that each person is in business on their own because yeah. I think it, there's a lot of benefit to it. Yeah. You look at it and you think, this is my agenda, that's their agenda, right? I'm quite clearly got my own agenda because I'm, I'm, I'm a limited, you know, limited yeah. company or whatever, right? Um, what I don't like about it is the profiteering aspect. Okay. But, but profiteering only happens when you overcharge for services. Yes, this is true. Right, this is true. When you right. when you when you overcharge, what is reasonable? Yeah. So 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 going back to this thing, I I most I most I I've never I don't think I've ever had employees. I've had freelancers on retainer or something like that, or I have long term freelancers. But um um I really confused. That's okay. We can wrap up though, because I well, think that's a good place to wrap well, up. Well, no, it isn't. Why? It isn't because this box stop here thing. I wanted to kind of touch on. On, on actually, forget the business world, how does that translate into parenting, right? Wow, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's a huge topic though, Mike. I mean, like, the well, reality is, with parenting, the box stops absolutely with the parent, right? Right, but for how far in the future? Remember what we were talking about yesterday, yeah. when I was saying, when, when, I, when my, my son did something, and my brain fast forwarded to the future, that, Actually, if he carries on down that trajectory, he's going to be a no, at, at a certain at a, <laughs> at a certain stage, your your kids have to be adults, right? Sure. So, so and, and by adults, I mean they have to be. You as a parent have done your job, and the buck stops with you when your child, as far as I'm concerned, is meaningfully contributing to society and is not a burden on anyone else. That doesn't mean that they are necessarily the richest person or have the highest paying job. Yeah or uh, you know, media magnets or whatever it is, it means that they're out in the world doing their thing and contributing, and contributing yeah. right? And, 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 and you know, that's where the buck stops. I think the, you know, 
you know, there's very personal situations yeah. you and I have talked about, and I don't necessarily need, think that we need to go into those here. But if you have a child that, for whatever reason, has issues that uh, that don't allow them to cope with the world at 25, let's say. I'm not talking about the coping with the world. Like, the example I was go- I was giving was like Enno, Ken Lee. Okay. Yeah, no, but I know it's very simplistic. I'm very, 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 very simplistic. But that's not the parents' fault. All I'm saying is, if Ken Lee and these other guys, who who had a look of the a view of the world of, we can tell these lies, we can steal all this money, we can do all, this, and and some of that behavior manifested when they were kids, and really what would have fixed it was some guy, some parent seeing some shady business when. Ken Lee was 13 and said, Ken, what kind of nonsense is this? Slap. Because, and that fixed because, it down because, you don't, because you don't know that that happened, right? I don't, and, but sometimes and, it could. No, sometimes it could. It could. Sometimes it could but, but also, every choice has a consequence, right? Every direction you pull in will have some sort of a, some will take you in a direction. I, look, I, I, I didn't expect to be sitting here on a patio with you 30 years ago. I don't think you could have predicted but this. But right? this is not malevolence. But it's not malevolence, but it doesn't matter whether it's malevolence or All I'm saying is that we need time travel to go back in time. No, because, to go and be, slap. because you don't know. See, this is the problem. You could end up slapping the lice that jumped on the hair, that made the girl go to the doctor, that met the husband, that solved cancer. You don't know. And this is the problem with time travel. We're getting into like the, the realms of fiction. All I'm saying is the box stops here, man. The box stops here. No, look, I mean, let, let, you know, to wrap up, I think, I think what both of us are saying right is that there is a level of accountability that we all need to actually have now and i think the more we move into this world of decentralized working of less corporate more kind of uh you know to use the the, the buzzwords agile and 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 decentralized working i I think you know i think you have to be it has consequences very very you know you have to accept that you're going to have to be accountable for stuff you can't do you can't work and operate in these sort of environments if you if you aren't someone who's really accountable. I talk about it just to just to close off very much in terms of the career worker, uh, and I talk about it. You know, my, my in-laws in, in in Italy and, and kind of in those surrounding the, in, in the areas where where there are there's a lot of blue-collar stuff, right? And a lot of those blue-collar working workers, their attitude is, I want to work till I'm 16. I want to get my pension, yeah. and I've effectively outsourced my uh, choices, and, choices and whatever to yeah. my employer in the first instance and then the government in the second yeah. and that used to be the way yeah. I think certainly in the UK and in other in other places we've moved away from that place the, but, buck, the buck away stops but see, so here's, here's the other thing maybe we should talk about that in some other conversation is you know we've been talking about ex-schools playing with the idea of ex-schools for ages and and this idea around what's ex-schools just explain Man, I have to explain the backstory. You people need to follow us on, on, on LinkedIn, man. I can't be giving people backstory now. Follow us on LinkedIn. X school is where the future is. Yes. Yeah. You have to follow us on LinkedIn and, and, and get into this conversation. I can't be explaining this for you all the time. What, what was that about? Yeah. Anyway, so, so how X school is a, is a model for trying to... <laughs> X-Schools is, <laughs> is a model for trying to prepare our young to cope fully with the, with the emerging world, right? So how do we, part of this X-Schools idea of, 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 of growing these, these, these humans properly is also about accountability. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm saying it out loud because I hadn't really thought about it like but that. But it's true. It's, it's the failure side of it, right? Yeah. It's the what happens when, yeah, yeah. Which, which I think, you know, our kids need to learn. You know, what happens when you don't listen to mom or dad? What happens when you jump into the deep end without your floaties? What happens when? But, but, you know, that, failure is one aspect of it. But the other aspect of it is being held accountable. Yeah. So, so you know, it's, it's as simple as things like, we're having dinner, your responsibility is to get the table sorted. Yes. Food is ready, but all we need to say table is not sorted. You don't get to, or you don't get dessert, some, or whatever. There's some accountability. There's right? accountability, yeah. Anyway, I think I have a new model for having conversations with vlogs. We time it based on gin and tonics. Yeah, but the problem is that one went down like very quickly. That's the problem. You, 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 you need to go and get that sorted. So, it's not AA exactly, but it's AAA, almost AA. What are you talking Almost about? Almost AA. Uh, he's disparaging me here. I'm not disparaging you. Ah. But basically, we should time the conversations based on. I, 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 I agree. A full drink, and by the time we get to the bottom end of I agree. So, Mike, listen, just to wrap up, right? The, right. Buck, the buck stops very much here. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see uh, what's going to be happening with all this new deployment. Yeah, man. Me too. Help build in two weeks, I understand. Help build in two ish weeks. In two ish weeks. Um, we hope to do more of these from Malaga, but it's like we've both been busy and you know working whilst we're here. Okay, listen, I have to tell the truth. I have been ready to do this for two weeks. I call these guys, guy, let's do this thing. He said, it's okay, no problem. I'm just a junior partner in this. You know, I'm just I'm not as brown as him, so he thinks he can chance me. Don't worry, I'm back. You finished? Yeah, I'm done yet. Okay, good stuff. All right, listen, guys, two brown boys out. Yeah. Enjoy your uh, weekend, week, future, month, year, whatever it is. We'll chat to you soon. Take care.